How's the scooter? Scooter! I know where it's at, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Good wins for Manchester United and Chelsea. And Steve McLaren's back in business. It's Wednesday, 25th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Addy Brassel. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday. Mm. Woohoo! Andy's smiling. Pete's jiving. <laughs> I didn't do my wrestler name. Sorry, everyone. I was going to. Bornsaw. Bornsaw Donaldson. All oh, right, you've moved which, on from. <laughs> which, is the, which is the character that Macho Man Randy Savage played in the Spider Man film, I believe. My goodness. My I, goodness. I'm unaware of such things. Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. What was it? Paul Bearer, you were the other day. Oh, Pete Bearer. Pete Bearer. Pete Bearer. <laughs> in tribute. Oh, yeah. To a man who married a woman at 15. Not, <laughs> not Paul Donaldson. <laughs> Is that too incongruous? <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you're very, very welcome. Uh, uh, before we get going, Between the Lines is another football podcast on uh, Stakhanov, which is well worth your time. Brand new episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy is out today. Uh, Melissa sits down with Brighton and England midfielder Adam Lalana, who recently combined very well with Danny Welbeck. Um, they <laughs> talked about uh, the experiences that have shaped him as a footballer and a person from his battles with an irregular heartbeat and ulcerative colitis um, to the mental toll of injury, as well as all that he has learned from Klopp and Pochettino. If you can forget that... Uh, you know, he played under some of those managers. Uh, go and get it now. Search Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy wherever you get your pods. Gentlemen, down to the football. You've got to say, another clean sheet, nine wins out of ten this season, a cup final just around the corner. I am talking about the magnificent Gelgi Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you bringing them in? 3-0 last night, mate. Uh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> if that was anybody else, my goodness, they'd be the talk of the tune. Um, but let's move on to the Champions League because I fear uh, people will get angry with me. Manchester United, 4-1 winners, Andy Brassel. My goodness, they're having a good time in the Champions League. I mean, look, here's an optostat for you. Brass, get your chops around this. Manchester United have scored nine goals in their two Champions League home games this season compared to just three goals in four five league games at Old Trafford this season. It's David Moyes-esque. <laughs> it's very much David Moyes-esque. <laughs> and um, clearly United needed to do something quite positive um, after the first game uh, at Basic Shahir, um, which they're still getting stick over, even though it was three weeks ago now. If you avoid defeat there, I mean, they're just about, I mean, they're nearly through. They just need one point from their final two games. But that is a home game against PSG and an away match against RB. Will they definitely get that? Yeah, well, that's what I mean, you know, like, <laughs> like who both need something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why something. it's kind of nicely pointed. So I think mm. people were sort of saying to Solskjaer, "Oh, well, you're just one point for the last two games. You must be uh, quite pleased." And he said, "Well, hang on, please don't say that." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I want my statue. Um, I don't know why he's Neil Warnock all of a sudden. <laughs> um, I, it's it's poised. The group is still open. Only the top two go through. They need to get that point, Andy. It's poised. They didn't even get that point in uh, Istanbul. But it'd be seem, it seemed harsh to kind of go on about this because they did... Uh, yeah, and it'd be, Istanbul, it'd be har- harsh as well to say that mm-hmm. Bajik Shahir are having Istanbul taken out of their name as a punishment for this performance. But <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Indeed. But they've been pretty good in the Champions League. Wins against PSG, of course, and, yep. and, and, and RB Leipzig. You know, that's no mean feat. Mm. And last night, Peter Donaldson, 4-1 against Bajik Shahir. If you're a Manchester United fan, you'd think to yourself, could we just do a little bit of this in the Premier League? <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of felt sorry for Cavani, obviously, uh, making his first start. Yeah, yeah. And just being massively overshadowed with, with the win and uh, Van der Beek having a good uh, match and stuff like that. I felt mm-hmm. really sorry. 
sorry for him. You don't feel sorry for him for being kicked all over the park. <laughs> that as well. If, if I was going to feel sorry yeah. for him, <laughs> I, I think that would probably be it. Mm. Um, as, as, as well, he's still not back on penalties. No. After after Neymar taking him off of, off of Harry Saint-Germain, yeah, you're not even second choice here to take penalties. <laughs> uh, to, be, to be fair, though, Fernandes and Rashford are very competent penalty takers. And Fernandes said he gave it to Rashford because, he, you know, to get his sort of end scored for a little while or something like that, to get his confidence up. Very he, selfless. It, well, it was yeah. because um, I think he was in a hat-trick at that moment. Yeah, he was. He was. It was already 2-0. Yeah, you yeah. see. Um, but... Or maybe he just thought, oh, missed a few recently. Yeah. Is that what it is? Maybe. Ooh, you know, where you hide, his, be- hide behind bottle. the niceness. Yeah, I see. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, we'll come on to Fernandes and, and Co in a minute, but, but Cavani, um, Solskjaer said after the game, he's a traditional number nine, you know, and it's quite nice to have that. Would you call him a traditional number nine, Andy? Well, traditional number nine, if every number nine has got eight lungs, yeah. <laughs> maybe. But I, I don't know about that. He's, he's someone who's, who's done something to define the centre forward role, really, in, in, in recent years. So I, I, I don't know about traditional. If, he, if you mean bigger than anyone Manchester United have had up front for a bit and someone who likes to stay in the middle, not that he ever got to do that for a particularly <laughs> long amount of time at, at Paris Saint-Germain because he played out left for, mm-hmm. for a fair bit. Of you it. feel his pain yeah, from, from his time at Paris Saint-Germain, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But he's quite a persuasive character, mm. I think. Yeah. Well, when he takes his top off and rides a horse, my goodness, it's well, Putin-esque. I remember I I did a... That's harsh. I, <laughs> I did an interview once with him in, in, in Paris for telly. Yeah. And he, he turned up like two and a half, three hours late, something mm. like that. And you're thinking... I'm going to miss my connection, but I'm not going to get home tonight. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm going to rip his head off. I'm not having it. <laughs> then, <laughs> Who do you well, think you are? You're not feeling that pleased. And then he comes in the door and goes, hola. And he just like shakes his head and you're like, hola, oh, Edison. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stay at your house, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a train tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'll sleep in the Vogue Street. <laughs> <laughs> what is his house like though, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still living there, actually. <laughs> get the inner star back every morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But yes, I mean, but he is—he is an option. He didn't score, of course, but uh, but Manchester. United, I mean, part of that that attacking lineup—they've got great options up there. Yeah, but I think if we're talking about how United clicked and how United were front foot in this mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. I think a lot more of it goes back to Donny Van Der Beek. Oh, a, yeah. a really frustrating time since he's arrived, but he was the one who mm. kept the game moving, and he was the one who gave. Fernandes the freedom really mm-hmm. to, to 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 be what he can be, and mm. I think that's that's the thing. Like th- there was all this talk of should he have actually come? Should United have bought him, etc., mm. etc. Et um, it's kind of a bit awkward that they look so good, Pogbaless. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's not something that, that you can necessarily blame Paul Pogba for. But what if they have moved past it? What if they have moved past him being? Let's, choice. let's be honest. I mean, clear, clearly, all these guys are going to get a go. If they get where they want to go this season and if mm. they get deep into the Champions League, they're going to be playing a lot of games and, you mm. know, there's there's food for everyone to eat. But <laughs> um, if that, that is quite an awkward prospect, isn't it? If, if Pogba is not in their best 11. Well, I think... The- Pogba, he's not clicked really since being back at Manchester United. He's had some great moments, he's had some great performances. Mm. My goodness, we know he is unbelievably talented. World Cup winner for crying out loud. Do, do you think he'd be better suited elsewhere, fellas? Well, I think I think the, the, you, you look at the when he was at Juventus. He fitted in there much better because of the different style of football, different st- sort of players he had around him at that time. Um, with Manchester United, I think that they have asked him to play in positions which are not his best positions. I think that there's a huge amount of media scrutiny. I think there's just, it's just not quite happened. And I think people 
are saying, oh, some people are saying, you know, move him on, move him on, and then he puts it. To be honest, it's not that dissimilar to the manager. When you have with with Solskjaer, with with with, with Solskjaer in there, people think, oh, for crying out loud, it's not quite happening. I mean, it's not bad. He's clearly, you know, there's the odd performance here and there, you know, but it's I not good I have to enough. say, comparing, saying Pogba is to playing what Solskjaer is to coaching is quite harsh, <laughs> oh, personally. <no. laughs> it's, it's quite harsh. No, but in terms of performances, in terms of, of how it's played out, that there's there's enough there to say it's worth keeping him at the club, but there's but there's not enough there for some people to say it's worth keeping him at the club. He's in that sort of weird zone, if you see what I mean. For, for all of the headlines, it's not worth from to, to, to remain at the club. Is that what you're saying? Kind yeah, of all well, the stuff I, that comes along with Paul Pogba yeah. as a footballer. Yes, in the the, the, the scrutiny, the mm-hmm. media, the, the, the stories, the, uh-huh. the, that that kind of Urzel-esque kind of um, thing around your neck, where you just have to kind mm-hmm. of play him or at least bloody talk about him when you don't. Yeah, because I think he's, he's that good for a for a manager who's who's not as who's not as hasn't been as successful in in his career. He doesn't have that kind of pedigree mm-hmm. to fall back on. Yeah, he's a new manager. He's he's underwhelmed in mm-hmm. many areas, but, but they've also both been given a bit of time as well. I mean, Pogba's mm. been there for a few years now. But with Pogba, it's because of the investment they've they've well, made. So in that's him. what I was going to say: the investment and the talent he has. And you think, well, surely we've got to find a way to play him. But not every cl- not every big mm. player is suited mm. at every club with every system. Van der Beek, anyway. Yes, I think we should go back to really him. good and 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 like a way more versatile footballer than people give him credit for. Well, I mean, mm. the, the plot, you know, was it Skulls and Hargreaves were were just full of praise for him. I mean, if Paul Scholes is full of praise for somebody, my goodness, you know, you know, it's a good performance because he can be rather critical and fair enough. But the way he kind of kept them going and moving, I mean, he was sort of tucked in there in the midfield with with Fred nearby. And then, as you say, it was allowed Fernandes to kind of free up and do his thing. You know, I mean, that surely, if you're Solskjaer, you've got to look at that and think, right, if he's fit and available every week, he's got to be in there. Well, the the bottom line, Pete, it's just about maximising Fernandes, isn't it? Mm. I mean, whatever team you're coaching it's about getting the best out of your best player and let's be honest he's United's best player by some distance but I, I think as as the as the um uh, as the game went on I thought um when he he put Matic in with Fred didn't he at one point and that kind of spoke to me as like a um uh that the, the Van der Beek possibly didn't work as hard at retaining or, or, or getting the ball back mm. for, for, from from the opposition so there was a little bit of me that thought mm. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer he, he maybe thinks he doesn't work quite as hard as he could but he does add add a massive uh, other dimension to Manchester United and it's, it's like you said it's it's just distract everyone from Fernandes <laughs> <laughs> exactly and you'll have a nice time what about that Fernandes guy? Oh, come on! <laughs> what a beauty! Yeah, that's one of those ones where even if you were an opposition supporter, you'd think, "Yeah, that was enjoyable." <laughs> it was an absolute. Well, I, I like the way that by the time we got to the the second goal, Mert Gunok, the uh, Bajic Shehir goalkeeper, thought, "There's no point even trying to save stuff anymore." <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's clearly what he did when we it got, got to goal out. number two. Yeah, DJ. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a good win for Manchester United. Their, their Champions League form, as we say, has been better. And uh, you know the way they're going, they will kind of sneak into the well, not sneak. They will go into uh, into the knockouts. Raw like, triumphantly, possibly into the knockouts. Well, if, if you know, can if, Devils raw? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What noise? What the do not noise? Do I think it'll be a Devils shriek? <laughs> it'd be a, yeah. It'd be a, <laughs> We're in. It'd be a dirty laugh or a shriek. Yeah. 
That's what it would be. They prop the door up with their trident. Yes, I think that's what it is. Um, well, anyway, can they join Chelsea in the knockout rounds? Because mm. the, the Chelsea are through. They beat Ren 2-1, of course, away from home. Um, good goalkeeping performances that we saw for, for, in this game. Um, but it was that man, Olivier Giroud, who uh, who yeah. stole the headlines, Pete Donaldson, with that towering header, which the defender probably thought, oh, yeah, the ball's coming down, easy peasy. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Balls. Frank Lambert said uh, Olivier Giroud is only going to get better... <laughs> Not true. <laughs> it's only going to get better and we'll get minutes at Chelsea. Also, not true. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> He's not so falling he... for this, Frank, is he? He wants his move in January. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's that ultimate cruelty, really, isn't it? Every time he thinks he's completely cast out. <laughs> He'll pull back and, and and have a little patch of uh, of minutes and form and and, and goals. Oh. I, I I do think that Olivier Giroud, he's worried about retaining his place on the France side. I'm sorry mm. if you're France, yep. he's an incredible goal scorer <laughs> for you. Has he not proved that he is? Yes, he could have no game minutes this season in uh-huh. the Premier League or the or the Champions League and uh, and play for France. Oh, might it actually to. be might it actually be advantageous? Yeah, in like, this in like, a season like this, when yeah. everyone Fuck else is. Yes. Half dead. Giroud is the best player at Euro 2020. Crazy that they wouldn't, think? wouldn't give him a match. I'm, I'm all, I agree. And I think at the tournament, he may well take Thierry Henry's record, although we know he doesn't like to score goals in tournaments, though. No, right. Okay. That would be amazing if he didn't score between now and then for France and then just went on a platinum yeah. Euro 84 type 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he, sort of six or seven off, off Henry, something like that? Seven, yeah. Seven off. Oh. See, that is the ridiculous. It's such a, an odd run with Giroud. It's obscene how yeah, Italy like, start off. I know. In this country. <laughs> the thing is, right, well, he's not dissimilar, and I'm going to liken him all the way back to Oregon Solskjaer again, in that uh, he's so good off the bench, Andy. He's so good off the bench. Very different countries, though, isn't it? Very different <laughs> Very countries. Very different international setup. <laughs> no, but like, Solskjaer was, was, was. Ferguson loved to bring him off the bench. And he was very, very good at that. But of, of course and there is something about that tactical sub which is, is something to be applauded. But of course, <laughs> you don't really take too much uh, heart from that. You think, well, I'd rather 90 than minutes than 30. And I think the difference is, Olivier Giroud is a player who shouldn't and shouldn't be and isn't really defined by his goals. He hasn't been defined mm. by his goals for, for France How ever. How do you define him? Which, well, by everything he gives to the team. Uh, uh-huh. By the he's in there because he's a well, that's definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone has ever looked better on a camera phone photo than he did when he was <laughs> caught up to no good in that hotel room. Oh, <laughs> because do you know, do you know what camera phones weren't then what they are now? Yeah, yeah. Did, don't have the filters. Didn't have the filters back then. <laughs> <laughs> Could have done with some. Yeah, hashtag no filter. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Hashtag Griezmann, I'm sorry. Griezmann hashtag looks... I can't believe you changed the locks already. <laughs> Griezmann looks better physically when he's with Giroud. You think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you he mean. He looks more beautiful. Yeah, Griezmann's got the kind of lovely gazelle type run, uh, you know, and he sort of sort of trots around the the, the place and, and Giroud with that face and that leap. But uh, you know, vital goal for Chelsea, who mm. really should have put the game away before then. I think it was it was a bit of a relief for all, for old Chelsea, you know. Um, and it's it's funny to see when uh, Thiago Silva gets it slightly wrong. Uh, in that corner, Andy, when the when the ball was whipped in and it went over his head, and he's the man he was meant to be marking score, and you were like, oh dear. You're meant to be the one who stops that sort of thing. <laughs> I think it is immensely complicated when you know you're, you're responsible for speaking French in in the back line, mm. just because you know. Of course, he's a French citizen now. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. I mean, he was at PSG yeah. for, for a while, of course. But, but it was, you know, decent performance from Chelsea, even though the result. Uh, 
you know, suggested that they just scraped it, but of course they didn't. But it was nice to see Callum Hudson Adoy Peter mm. get the opening goal um, because he was he's sort of been in and out the side. Obviously, had that sort of big injury, but we've seen him play in an England shirt as well. The man has got talent. <laughs> well, that's the bar, isn't it? Indeed, it is. Pulling on the white. <laughs> yeah, so uh, good to see him score. But Chelsea are through to the knockout rounds. I mean, what, what do you think of? Chelsea uh, at the moment, Andy. We're at the stage of the season where where we can sort of cast a few more aspersions now. Um, defensively, despite that goal, they are obviously better. Much has been said about that. It's Much a, better. It's, and, and it's been a it's an away win in the Champions League. They, you know, if, if Vernon normally would have scored at least one, maybe two goals. Well, it's that big one at the beginning that you missed. Of course, yeah. yeah. So, but Vernon's played very well since he's since he's come to Chelsea. So, but that's just that's a bit of a blip. You get those results. I mean, Juventus only scraped a two-one home win against Ferenc Varos, you know, yeah. uh, last night as well. But what do you think of Chelsea? Can they go deep in the Champions League, or do you? Do yes. You, do you yes, think they can? I, I do, because I think if you look at them compared to United, and United seem to get that extra liberty mm-hmm. from the Champions League, I think Chelsea, you're seeing so much evidence of their intrinsic talent so far. Mm-hmm. But the, the fact that it's going to take a while, I think, to come together. But even in the second half of this, they were under the pump for a bit. And I thought generally, give or take that set piece, where mm-hmm. they would have been um, disappointed to concede the goal. And I, yeah. thought, I thought Guidassi deserved to score because he, had a, he should, had a good game. Should they have to play Thiago Silva in, in, in uh, these matches though? No, probably, probably, probably not. But I tend to think that it's a learning experience for, I spoke about this right at the start of the season, but mm-hmm. for the centre-backs he's playing for because you think of players like Zuma, Christensen, mm-hmm. who were expected to be better than they actually are at this age. Mm-hmm. That's why Thiago Silva's so good, not just in himself, but if they're getting a bit of on-pitch coaching from him, it's going to really make the most of all those other assets of the club that should be worth more to the team mm. and more financially than than they actually are. And I think you look at this, they're under the pump for a bit in the in the second half. I thought Wren were really good and, and, and didn't give up, at, particularly in that second half. And then you look at the game at Krasnodar where they won 4-0. And that was mm-hmm. never a 4-0 game. Mm. But they've just got that extra little bit of punch that if they can defend properly, they're definitely a team who can win this Champions League. because Win the Champions League? Yeah, totally. Because if you look at it, the variety of attacking talent they've mm-hmm. got, the, the key is to... You do, if you don't have to play well to win games, you've got a massive advantage mm-hmm. in, in any form of you've knockout football. You've got firepower football. at every aspect of it. and, and, and like You, you exactly. concentrate on one player, you switch off against another and, and they're in. Mm. Exactly. If, if they can just defend smartly, mm. which was the problem at the start of the season, mm-hmm. then... You know that that is something that not a lot of Champions League teams can can do. Yeah, it's be... that Lampard's strength or <laughs> setting that up. <laughs> Maybe it'd be it's the question. It'd be quite the move though for Thiago Silva at the age of thirty six going to. You know, leaving Paris Saint-Germain and then he won the Champions League. Would that, be the, would that be the ultimate troll? I think it would be. Although you're talking about Juventus versus uh, Ferenc Varos last yeah. night. Did you see uh, Zuni, the um, Albanian striker, who scored the opening goal yeah. in that and then did the Cristiano Ronaldo celebration <laughs> yeah, that was nice. in his manner? That was very nice. Yeah, oh, was they were unlucky Ferenc Varos, the goalkeeper. He had a great performance there, De Boers or whatever his name is. And uh, it, it, Alvaro Morata. Sort of, he, he played like a De Boer. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> I, when Alvaro Morata scored, I just in, instinctively thought, "Don't worry, lads, it'll be flagged offside or something like that." But, <laughs> but regrettably not. Uh, last night, gentlemen, there were some fixtures in the Championship. Of, of course, there were wins for Norwich and Bournemouth, who are in those uh, top two places in, in the Championship. So they're doing very well. Those sides, you know, yeah, they, they obviously got relegated and, and fair play to them. Uh, Derby County did not play uh, last night because they were celebrating the return of Steve McLaren. <laughs> they said, postpone the match. Yeah. <laughs> We've got something more important on. Yeah, McLaren uh, rejoined as a technical director and advisor. 
Yeah, who who was before? It was you, wasn't it, Andy? You went, he's only 59. <laughs> <laughs> he's only 59. That was a bit disrespectful. <laughs> Why is it disrespectful? I've, I think it's more a tribute to the fact that he's done so much in his career. Longevity, Marcus. mate. Longevity. When was his little, his little talking in foreign? <laughs> We like Steve. Steve was, was that? sexy. That feels like 20 years ago, Marcus. Yeah, that was... Uh, and when we, when we talk about longevity and yeah. uh, being disrespectful, I actually remember him as a player. So that makes <laughs> me feel quite... Yeah, he, was, he, he played for Derby. Do you know, I don't think of Steve McLaren as a player. It's, it's funny because no. nor, do, nor do I normally, of course, mm. because we define him by England and Middlesbrough. Um, but I, and I, Manchester I remember United. I did... Yeah, yeah, sure. Come on. Absolutely. He was very important there as a system. Queen's wasn't Park he? Rangers, FC20. Let's go around Stop the there. No, Stop that, there, Marcus, please. This happens on Fridays, not, <laughs> not on Wednesdays, Marcus. <laughs> but I remember working on um, television with him some uh-huh. years ago, and he's he's a nice guy, really good company. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, I, I was I was with a friend the night before mm. who um, uh, is, is a big Hull City fan, my friend Pete, and he he said to me, uh, "Oh yeah, you're you're working with McLaren tomorrow, mm. Hull City legend." Because he remembered him, he was one of the first players yep. he remembered mm. in the eighties, and McLaren was very very good midfielder for them. And I was telling him about it the next day. I was like, oh, I, t- "I told my mate, I was I was I was working with you," and. Um, yeah, he, he said Hull City legend. And McLaren sort of cracked his fingers, sat back in his chair and went, Hull City legend! <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It must sound good. It must sound good. Yeah. Yeah. Newcastle, uh, Newcastle fans, obviously, yeah. um, oh, there well. one, of, one of the consortiums <laughs> that are taking over at Derby yes. were in the frame for Newcastle, mm. apparently, possibly, mm-hmm. probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously they're going, ooh, bullet dodged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> McLaren back. <laughs> oh, poor old McLaza. Um Right then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go for a quick break. See you in a moment. Nice to hear that again, no. isn't it? <laughs> Hundreds Dev, of... I'm convinced that's Luke. I'm absolutely convinced that's Luke. Oh, don't say that to him. Do not say that. But welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Football Ramble. Now it's time for your emails. Oh, yeah. Just email show at footballramble.com Right now, so Peter I've got an email and I am going to read it. Oh, <laughs> are you ready? Yeah, go on then. Well, I'm not. Uh, yes, if you want to get to shortfootbramble.com, it's the way to do it. We got an email from Andrew Franklet, like a normal Franklet. <laughs> but a bit smaller. Uh, hello, Ramble. First of all, huge fan of the show. My friends and I are well entertained while doing our mind-numbing work picking apples. Much appreciated. Mm. Very wholesome uh, pursuit, yeah, isn't it? Um, well, what bring, does he do with the apples? Bring, <laughs> he throws them at an orphanage. Um, which brings me to why I'm writing to you uh, today. Uh, it's very terrible, man. It's awful, frankly. Um, oh, one of the other things we do to fill the day at the orchard is to uh, is to try to do keep your peace with the apples themselves. At this point, my friend Ben has the record at a whopping 47 juggles no, using is... only legal body parts and an unripe royal gala. 
Legal? What? As, as opposed to illegal body yeah, parts? Yeah. Oh, I suppose a hand would be. Um, uh, that is very impressive. Good, isn't it? Yeah, that is very genuinely good. very impressive. Yeah. Does he do... The, the, does, he the do, hack- does he do weddings? <laughs> <laughs> does he do halftime shows? Does he do like... Um... Is he free to be the next manager of Fulham? <laughs> All right, Andy. Still got one. Yeah, he did it in his garden. Uh-huh. That's oh, how so he got he the did. job. Yeah, yeah. Showed him that video. Um, yeah, so 47 juggers using a Royal Gala. This trend set off my intrigue to see what some of the actual football juggling records were. Mm. And here are some of my favourites. Juggling a table tennis ball with feet. Dr. Jan Skogvorsky... No, I'm going to say that again. Skorkovsky. Tricky one. 3,332 kicks. Blimey. Mm. I mean, just one more. That would have been lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Do it again, you knobhead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Longest distance uh, driven in a car with an open roof while heading the ball. (laughs) (laughs) That's naughty. He's the only person to do that. So, whatever he's scored. I mean, look, 7.1 kilometres. That's impressive. I mean, I'm hoping it's on a racetrack or something. Don't do that. Uh, Again, Magushi in, uh, that's in Kosovo. Uh, 7.1 kilometres. I mean, the plus is it doesn't say the late Agim Magushi. (laughs) 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 Keeping a soccer ball air bomb while climbing up a ladder, Paul uh, Sarli climbed 111 steps. There you go, 111. Lovely. Where do you get a ladder that's got 111 steps? That's what I want to know. Up and down, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Long distance driven as a driver on a moving motorbike while Bouncing the ball on the head. Uh, Manoj Mishra in uh, India drove from Odisha to uh, Pichabani in uh, 30 kilometres. That is. With the ball balanced on his head. I've never been to India, but I hear the roads can be quite bumpy, so that's yeah. particularly you impressive. Want, you, want to go, you wouldn't want to go through a cross section yeah. with the ball on your head, would yeah, you? No, really? yeah. That is yeah. very impressive. Andrew, thank you very much for your email. Um, if anyone's got any more <laughs> awfully dangerous records yeah. that are football related, we'd uh, love to hear. Shortfootrumble.com. I mean, I, we do say that he could have made all that up. Uh, yeah, that's true. That but I don't true. think he has because I'm the- not. I don't pick the emails. It's all up to Peter Charlie. All right, <laughs> Andrew. So any error checking should be him. Even if you have made them up, Andrew, uh-huh. we still appreciate the effort Actually, that you know you've what, gone you know through making them yeah, up. That, you could that, have that, made that doctor's name a little easier for we, me to read. That's we, all I'm saying. We've we've done him. We have actually done him a disservice, but he did give us the source for those uh, yeah. for those stats. So uh, only yeah. joking, uh, Andrew <laughs> Frankie baby. Um, that, genuinely very impressive. That yeah, enjoyable. That's that's made my Wednesday. Good. My goodness. Um, gentlemen, um, Finding Jack Charlton, the documentary mm. is, is, uh, is, is available now on, uh, on various platforms. Um, I actually haven't watched it yet, but I am, I'm sort of very much looking forward to doing so because when I saw the trailer for it, I was just like, oh, my goodness, you know, this looks sort of quite epic. But you, you've seen it, chaps, haven't you, Andy? Yeah. You, you were, what did you think of it? Um, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was quite breathtaking, really, um, because for, for those who aren't aware of the concept behind it, it's really about his his time in charge of mm. the, the Republic of Ireland, his near decade in charge of the Republic of Ireland. Yeah. And um, obviously there are a lot of high points in that, but it's spliced with um, footage of him today. Now, I, I think when they started to mm. do the documentary the idea was that um, they would sit down and talk to him about his memories. But once mm. they started mm. researching it and um, it's Gabriel Clark, actually, who's one, yeah. one of the people behind it and he's, he's done a brilliant job. Um, it be- quickly became clear that Jack wasn't quite in the state to, to do that mm. because his um, dementia, unfortunately, had uh, advanced to, to quite a, a stage at that point. So it's spliced with bits of, him in I guess the last year of his mm-hmm. his life because he, he obviously passed quite recently and um, so it gives I guess an extra poignancy mm. to all those moments and you forget like what mm. 
just incredible character he was. Mm. And actually, what an incredibly underrated coach he was as well. I think it's Niall Quinn that points out during the film that um, what he got Ireland to do off the ball yep. is something that every team does now, mm-hmm. but no team did then. Well, well, I, I guess I guess what... what you know, Jack wouldn't have called Gagan pressing. <laughs> yeah, essentially. But he, but I think his sort of no nonsense approach, and he was uh, quite—he was quite sort of direct in in his words and so on. Yes, that, that you know you can sort of think he's maybe a bit more sort of in a footballing sense a bit more uncultured than what he was but he spoke in like the 90s you know about how the fullbacks were the most important position on the pitch you know space in front of them and yes in Brazil they might have already figured that out or they might have already been sort of doing that but over here you know that was that was quite a new thing as well but but you saw the documentary yeah well, I watched it this morning on, on the way in um, yeah I mean it's a film about loss I think in, in many ways mm. I think um, I know attitudes have changed obviously about, about mental ill health but watching someone with such fierce charisma yeah. and um presence and, and and such a such an intellect lose all of that it's 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 viscerally upsetting it's it's mm-hmm. it's um it's astonishingly kind of sad um and and not necessarily for him but but certainly the, his family who 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 are around him and 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 i think some of the most um interesting parts were were his relationships with uh, his brother and mm-hmm. and how um we've got a very basic idea as how a, how a brotherly uh kind of uh dynamic should work especially mm-hmm. when they do almost identical jobs but you know <laughs> he'd clearly been hunting or something and, and there's a scene where he he gives uh, his brother a a, a, a hare and a, a mm. pheasant and he tells him I oh, just fucking strip, strip that or whatever blah, blah, blah. and uh, and um that's amazing it, it, that's when they a... they first face each other as managers isn't it <laughs> Yeah. And it, he like opens the back of his car, and you think he's going to give him like a beer or a crate of beers, and he gives him a couple of dead animals, <laughs> dead animals, and it, and it's a handshake, and they're just off, and it's kind of like yeah. a lot, you very know, different characters. The lack of closeness between the two it, it, mm. is is really interesting because that's that that sort of depiction isn't you don't see that very often. No. We have this very we have an idea that brothers have to be friends mm. because they do the same job, and 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 and, and they just they just weren't. And and a man who gave a country who you know we remember what the you know what the late eighties were like in, in Ireland and stuff, and, mm. and remember how bad it was, and 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 when a club or a national side finds someone who just gets it and it gets the place mm. and gets the people, and and it's just so yeah. uh, intoxicating, frequently intoxicating when it came to like, <laughs> the, the Romania shootout and stuff. Oh, like yeah. like you forget, Paki Bono looks good. Pat Bonner looks brilliant. He? he looks re- like he looks really well. He looks as if he could still play pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like yeah, like, yeah. And, and 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 yeah. I'll watch anything with Paul McGrath, and I think mm-hmm. he, he's he's got such an interesting story, yeah. and I think the most beautiful voice in in world football. Mm. I think he he, does. his voice is yeah, stunning. he does. Yeah, and 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 for me, that that was my first tournament, Ireland at, at World Cup '94, and 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 seeing, you know, the stories behind the stuff. Incredibly interesting, like him, him, um, uh, Realton lobbing Paliuka pretty much. Yep. It was just, I was like, wow. And, and seeing Paul McGrath uh, play football in, in that match was just like having Badgie on his pocket pretty much all, all the mm. way through. It's just like, I presume that's how defenders always play. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was just something else. So, yeah, a, a, a wonderful film yeah. and, uh, yeah, beautiful story about a man who, who, who will be a big loss. I mean, but for... we, we talked about, sorry, Marcus, we, we talked about, um, or Pete talked about there about loss. I, th- I think it's actually a, a a bit more than that because I think when, especially when we look at dementia and anyone who's had experience mm. of that amongst their friendship group or in their mm-hmm. in their family, will know it is is such a a cruel disease. And I, I think it would be easy to say to look at the film and say, well, you know, it's it's, it's tragic that that he can't 
remember any of these moments but the fact the fact is that it, it i think it goes to show that that your life is more than it ends up mm-hmm. uh, and and the, even if that is taken from you at the end mm-hmm. even if you you personally don't have the memories anymore mm-hmm. other people have those well, those uh, those memories yeah. of you other people you know your story is still written mm. and those moments still happened mm-hmm. uh, uh, and you still weighed in and you still affected the lives of of those people and no matter how severe the disease mm-hmm. and obviously it's something we're talking a lot of them mm-hmm. about a lot yeah. of the moment especially with the, the brilliant campaign that chris sutton's doing and you know i, I think that it, it, it is something quite hard to rationalize i was sat next to um chris sutton on bt score when he, he gave that 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 speech recently about um how it have affected his, his his family and other families and it was it was a very emotional moment and everyone in the studio need to uh, daryl curry curry very smartly went to a break afterwards and because everyone needed to take a deep breath mm. it was it was one of those moments where you know there was nothing more to be mm. said no one said anything mm. after, afterwards really because um chris had, had, had said it all but i think it, it it does go to show that however difficult that is however severe the disease is however hard it is on the families it, it can't take everything you've done because mm. everything you've done mattered well look at his legacy in, in, in i mean he has a legacy in england you know won the world cup of course but but in ireland for, for an englishman to have that legacy especially in especially in that time especially it's as remarkable. pete said in the in, you know in the 80s and but so it's, it's it, not it, it's not just what's on the on, on paper like the world cup quarter final or getting ireland to their first major championship mm-hmm. it's about the way related to people oh, but was, and they show you so much of of, yeah. of of that in the film and that straightness that you were talking about mm-hmm. you know that that just no nonsense um attitude I think that was that was part oh, but, of it. But they loved it, it, it in Ireland. It, you know, it made it far easier for him to relate to people. And as as people say, his charisma is just oh, yeah. incredible. And, 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 and like, and also a kind of, um, I think, I think it was the block out of uh, you too. Weirdly, I think he was well, talking Bono. about yeah. how, <laughs> okay, Adam, Adam, uh, was Adam something like you too. Oh, okay, I, yeah. I can't forget his name, but he was sort of saying that uh, at that time, like Ireland. You know, their 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 kind of identity was kind of packaged up and sold on like mm-hmm. the river dance and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that and this gave a, a more kind of um, honest account mm-hmm. of what Ireland was: hardworking, mm-hmm. uh, honest, and expressive. I suppose, mm-hmm. but also as well, we've seen people use football for political gain it elsewhere in the world and blah de blah de blah but but there is something that if you compete well on the sports field, we've seen this loads of times that you can you can. And put your status up a little bit, or you can you can uh, uh, broaden other people's horizons and, and how they see you, if you see what I mean. Mm. And Marky wins, you know, England at Euro '88. You know what a moment that was for for Ireland. You know, you mentioned Italy as well, um, at World Cup '90. You know, the, these moments they put Ireland on the world stage. Mm. You know, and it, it was it was incredible. And and oh yeah, well I, I'm very much looking forward to see it, uh, and I'm sure you are too, ladies and Don't gentlemen. Don't watch it on a hangover at all. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Peter, what have you got for us now? Um, I've got a game. Oh, have you? I've got a game. Andy, as you already know, I cherish the uh, the days where the stars <laughs> align and I get to work with you. Um, but we could possibly fall out over this one. Um, okay. I've made a game for you uh, and only you um, to play. And um, it's... it's so you can't win this one, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Competitive Marcus has to hide for a little while. Uh, it, it's called this. I prefer to kill him. Pot Antonio Conte. 
<laughs> the game is called Portmanteau Neo Conte, and the rules are very simple, right? Right. I've got two clues pertaining to two footballers whose names have been joined together. You just need to guess who they are and give us the new name, all right? I'm going to give you an example. Right. In 2008, I was banned from driving after being caught driving six miles over the speed limit after a stressful meeting with Mike Ashley. I was also shot and killed by a bodyguard from a Colombian drug cartel. Kevin Keegan Andreas Escobar. <laughs> right? <laughs> Philippe Albert Vox. Hyung Min Sonny Pike. That sort of thing. Yes. So two players stuck together. What like was it. the Keegan Escobar one? What? I was banned from driving after no, being no, caught no, driving six. Ne- Kevin Keegan Andreas Escobar. <laughs> I'm surprised he has, has not caught attention of a. I was about to say, a... Keegan could probably fit all that. <laughs> blatant, blatant vowel abuse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, right. Are you, do you understand how this works? I think Two so. players becoming one. Yes. I'm ready. I'm, I'm not going to repeat the clues. I'm not going to give you further clues. Your time starts as soon as I finish talking. And when you hear Kevin De Bruyne, I'm ready. your time is over. Are we right. clear? Right. right. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I once played for Wales and Bayern Munich in the same day. I was signed by Glenn Hoddle from a team originally called Berliner Tennis und Ping Pong Gesellschaft Borussia. Start the clock. <laughs> Two seconds. I'm ready. Go. Mark Hughes, Stefan Freund. I don't know the rules anymore, honestly. That's incorrect, Mark! Hugh Rosler! <laughs> oh! oh! No, 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 Andy Brassel. Did you get half a point? No, that's not how this game works. That's fifty percent wrong. It's not half a name. <laughs> <laughs> Very unlucky, Andy. I'm looking forward to our next uh, edition of that. Not as much as I am. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I can't play it. That was Pot Antonio intro. I prefer to kill him. I said Pot Antonio intro because that's what I wrote down as the oh, uh, cart wall. Uh, yeah, if, if you did hear a recent episode of the IGN UK podcast, they've done that a couple of times, yeah. uh, but they borrowed Golf for Gold for a little while. So, uh, yeah. Bollocks to them then. If you send one, one of ours to the hospital, <laughs> one of theirs has got the morgue. If you, if you use one of our features for a couple of weeks, we'll use one of yours for a few <laughs> Oh, wonderful stuff there mm. from uh, our very own PTD. Um, chaps, a couple of uh, bits and pieces from the Champions League last night, just to clear up. Uh, Club Bruges, or Club Brugge, as it's actually pronounced, Andy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they lost 3-0 last night to Borussia Dortmund. Um, the, the news that Emmanuel Dennis missed the game for disciplinary reasons. According to reports, he angrily got off the team bus when he could not sit in his favourite seat I like it Pete Donaldson esque <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring you on seat I think you know you look at when you're at a club brugger sort of level copying the greats it makes me think of you know William Gallas Sam Nasri Thierry Henry <laughs> God, what was the, what was the Gallas uh, what was he what was he well, Sam Nasri sat in uh, William Gallas's seat did he on, on the bus and they, they had quite a fallout over it no Ooh. way uh, yeah well, what was the Thierry Henry one did he get, was he angry Sitting, in, someone sitting. In. Well, he just looks disapprovingly on. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I just think that if you are you, you're creating a rough on back there a little bit, um, if not a seat, because uh, <laughs> what if the bus has to be replaced at short notice? You get a different seat on a different bus. You, you, have you, is there different? Is it just that model of bus? I want to see VIN numbers. I want to see mm. engine numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Thierry Henry apparently has the fourteenth most valuable signature for footballers and ex-footballers? 
Oh, what, on like uh, resale kind of yeah. memorabilia, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so apparently a big study there. He only signs cars, though. <laughs> part of his contract. <laughs> only, only 14th. Yeah, he only signs houses <laughs> in this, the London area. <laughs> this time next year, Olivier Giroud will be 13th. <laughs> so, number one. Who? Sergio Aguero. Oh, that's interesting. Quite, quite far out in number yeah. one. 1,300 odd pounds. Yeah. Second, David Beckham. I can understand that. A penny shy of a grand. Mm. He's uh, he's on the front cover of the new FIFA, isn't he? He's uh, they've, Is they've he? released a special edition with uh, with Beckham on, on the Is front that right? cover. Yeah, oh, it's, right. uh, and now I think it's Latan and also Gareth, I think Bale. Like Gareth Bale. Not happy. Got upset about their uh, their use of their likeness because of FIFA Pro. I think seller license mm. on. Um, and they've just realised yeah, after, right. after their entire adult lives <laughs> FIFA. what? I did think to myself was Gareth Bale being sarcastic in that tweet? It's like you do know you've probably played they it put, before probably put their bald, his body's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what it is neither of them in the top 20 Aubameyang's third George Best uh, is, is still mm. there fourth um, what I like about this you've just got you know Maradona and Messi Mar- you'd think the dead players would be more pop, more more valuable because you're never going to get more signed, are you? Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, but yeah, there, Pele's obviously in there, and there's a few like Kevin De Bruyne is just one place above uh, below Pele. What I love though, in 17th place, one behind Paolo Maldini and one in front of Ronaldinho and two in front of Neymar, mm. Trent Alexander Arnold. What's he been signing? Wow. <laughs> hey, how about Gold that? Gold bars. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry about that. Back to uh, the Champions League. So, yes, uh, Emmanuel Dennis, uh, yeah, he's, he's not happy. Do you, I mean, do you know much about Dennis, Andy? Is he a bit of a, a sausage? Uh, he's been pretty good for them. Yeah, he has. And, he scored um, at the Bernabeu last... Uh, two of the most fortunate goals you'll ever see anyone score well, at the Bernabeu. I, I, I'm going to dispute that. The first one, yes. The second one, he, he nearly sort of trips over, but it's a lovely finish. It is a lovely finish, but it's fortunate that he got in the position to make that lovely finish because he essentially tripped over the ball to set up the chance. Mm, I dis- I make your own mind. There's, there's no disagreeing with that because that's what actually no, happened. No, he's played through <laughs> and, he, and he runs on. He doesn't actually touch the ball when he trips. He nearly trips. I think he shows, I think he shows a good bit of balance on his feet. Look, I never said he wasn't a good player, but they're two fortunate goals. Well, just don't sit in his seat next time, Andy. Um, and also, Artem Juba scored uh, for, um, for, for, for Zenit uh, against Lazio. Um, they lost 3-1. Now... Why do we bring him up, ladies and gentlemen? I hear you cry. Well, uh, it wasn't that long ago that uh, Zuba, of course, um, it's nice to go back a few weeks ago um, when when his name came up today, uh, because um, he obviously got in a little bit of bother because he was seen. Was it a webcam? His phone was hacked. His phone was right. hacked, right? Okay. And uh, he was he was having a little pleasurey time, and uh, he got seen doing that. He got seen doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if, he's, if his phone gets hacked, what's I mean? Yeah. Luke's got loads of pictures of me in the buff uh-huh. um, on his phone. He's got a little folder. It's and just dedicated to me. And he's going to release them. He's going to release one them. a week for the next <laughs> I think 18 the, weeks. <laughs> what we have to draw from this, Pete, is uh-huh. as long as they're not animated, it's fine. Mm. What do you mean? As in, like, as long as it's not a video? Yeah. Oh, what? So, so you wouldn't mind looking at a picture of me <laughs> indulging in the act of onanism, uh-huh. yeah. a celebrated uh, uh-huh. pastime of many a gentleman. I thought you were going to say a celebrated former it's, radio it's, DJ. It's, <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's a JPEG, but as soon as that gif starts gifing. Yeah. As soon as there's motion, you're like, I'm motion out. in the ocean. I'm yeah. out. And here's why I'm out. If anything, if anything, <laughs> exactly. if anything with a low shutter speed, uh, you're going to see less. Yeah. <laughs> if it's moving up and down, well, that's all I'm saying. At Football Ramble on Twitter. Stay, yeah. Just keep your eyes peeled Would you rather that. look at me 
Still mm-hmm. or moving? Well, you still g- or moving? Like an optician, first or second? First or second? <laughs> you haven't given me a choice today, have you? But uh, but the reason why we mentioned uh, Zuba was, of course, that he was then uh, dropped from the Russia squad after that naughty video of him uh, did the rounds. Which is did we did just we, ludicrous, <laughs> by the way? I kind of missed the story the first time, yeah. and you fucking know I'd love it. <laughs> I'm afraid, so I have to ask why. What was the why did he why was he dropped? Well, the, the the Russian team. Can I be dropped? <laughs> Asking for a friend. My goodness, my goodness, you've tried. If this is the case, haven't you? The, the Russian uh, Federation statement said um, to avoid any further stress, which presumably he was mm. trying to do in the first place while recording that video. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, we, we think it would be better to remove him from the team at the moment. Right. And Zenit kept him in the team yeah. because, well, they would, wouldn't they? Mm. Uh-huh. Um, but they removed the captaincy from him for a while but- and gave it to. Safe pair of hands, Dan Lovren. Yes, exactly. But right. I heard Andy that you know, he's obviously a striker. He scored a few goals, but they were just—they're just not happy with his finishing at the moment. <sighs> See, that's worse than anything I've said what? in the last five minutes. Is it really? I would put the captain's armband uh, further down the arm. <laughs> <laughs> Abrasive. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, he does have. People. Don't give him time off. He's no, only going to do it more. I was going to say, don't do that. But well, what, it's, it's remarkable, isn't it? I mean. <laughs> Everyone does it. Yeah. It's, it's like I'm doing it now. It's like saying <laughs> <laughs> a very uh, successful we're, we're, Andy game. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I must I must sort of say that, that not everybody is um, is angry with you. But there was uh, 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 Podeba, the Russian uh, the, the the Russian airline had a flight from a few. There was a few weeks ago, mm. and uh, the, the, <laughs> apparently the pilots uh, were very very clever because they managed to manoeuvre the plane in such a way that they um, they drew a knob in the sky right. with the flight path. Of I the mean, plane. I hope that so, was a cargo plane rather were, than a passenger jet. Uh, <laughs> just just cock or cock and balls. Uh, well, I, mm. I'd imagine it would have to be balls as well because to get the whole pubis thing. Uh, of that, Buffman's that, Bridge I don't think you could do that with a plane could you because it's got to be in one line hasn't it yeah so to go yeah, back you and do you'd the... have to invert completely go back the way you came and then kind of to do an yeah, individual pubis yeah don't do that perforated yeah. dots out the front <laughs> <laughs> that would be impressive, but uh, yeah, it was apparently to believe it was uh, to show support for for, for Zuba. Mm, okay. um, yeah, the flight was delayed twenty minutes because <laughs> I, I hope those pilots never fly again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope we never speak of this again, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on tomorrow's show, Kate, Jim, and Andy are back. Um, to to entertain you for a thrilling Thursday, uh, no doubt. Um, but until then, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Andy Brown. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pete Donaldson. Ta-da! See you tomorrow if you're Kate, Jim and Andy. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.